This episode of the Managing Madrid podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Summer is here, and are you ready to unveil your beach bod? You're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code Managing Madrid. It's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 and inside this package you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Managing Madrid at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code Managing Madrid at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. This episode is also brought to you by Hotel Ryu Plaza, New York Times Square, which is absolutely where you should be booking your stay when you come see us in New York for the live Managing Madrid podcast. Of course, New York is one of our stops on the world tour. We are coming there on the December 4th weekend, and you need to make sure you book your stay at Ryu Plaza, New York Times Square Hotel. That is located in the heart of Manhattan, and they offer their guests many services and amenities such as a gym, meeting rooms, and Wi-Fi connection. At their hotel in New York, you can experience their concept of urban tourism and enjoy a vacation in New York during the Managing Madrid podcast with all of the services Ryu Hotels and Resorts have to offer you. That's Ryu Plaza New York Times Square Hotel, R-I-U, Ryu Plaza New York Times Square Hotel. It's actually where we stayed last time we were in New York for a podcast, and it is amazing. Like, it's such a it's such a happening spot. It's right beside Times Square. It's actually, this is the best part. It's actually across the street from Playwright Irish Pub, which is where we do our podcast. So uh, if you want tickets to the New York podcast, by the way, that is in the show notes. We've also announced two more cities since our last podcast last week. That is Washington, D.C. and Mumbai. So uh, tickets are actually already flying. Like the one in Mumbai isn't until next May. <laughs> And we've already decided that we're going to do two podcasts that week. So it's the May 14th weekend. I think we're going to do one on Thursday and then one on the weekend because, yeah, India is going to be a little bit crazy. Um, So, again, if you hear any of these cities that I'm about to mention, so uh, Los Angeles, Toronto, Dallas, New York City, Miami, London, Washington, D.C., Chicago, or Mumbai, if you hear any of those cities and you want to come to those cities, and you're like anywhere close to those cities at all, make sure you go in the show notes and click on the link of your respective city and book your spot because they're flying. So we're going to have to cap it at some point because these bars do not have infinite space. So get your spot early, no matter how far in advance it is. We're giving you guys an advance notice for a reason so you can get your seat as early as possible. It also helps us plan logistics and stuff like that. So um, it helps helps all of us. So book your spot early uh, before it fills up. Uh, and then I'll set you guys up for today's podcast too. It is a Castilla special. There wasn't a whole lot to discuss this weekend. Um, so we kind of took it easy. Like, and I, by we, I mean me, Om and Matt, uh, I was actually away all weekend and I had no access to Wi-Fi or cellular data. So 2021, um, I stuck it out. Not an easy thing to do in today's society, but I had zero cellular reception and I had zero Wi-Fi. So I was completely disconnected for 
two whole days and I got back luckily to not much news. I mean, we did have a little bit of traction with Varane to Manchester United, but nothing crazy. And uh, we're not ready to do the Varane tribute goodbye yet. We'll hold that off uh, as long as possible. So, um, so yeah, Sam and Chris stepped up and they talked all things Castilla. So that's a really good episode if you want to get a better idea of Castilla's team next season and who are the ins and outs and what we might expect to see with the roster and who might Carl, who Carlo might call up, etc. So uh, enjoy it and we will get to it. And I guess we'll see you over on Tuesday on over on patreon.com slash managing Madrid for more bonus content. This week, off the top of my head, we have the Real Madrid versus Barcelona Legends game. And I'm sure we'll have a lot of transfer news to discuss as well. So all of that will be on patreon.com slash managing Madrid. And without further ado, here are Chris and Sam. Enjoy, guys. Nice article in the Managing Madrid uh, blog. Wonderful lads that do a great job there. And worth reading about that man there. So he's Hello and welcome. We are back. We are back after, I think it's a month or two months. Uh, yeah, it is probably two. And we can't be. <laughs> we were all we were all on the same po- call there just a minute ago with Keon. I think you probably have seen that podcast or by now because we probably we came second or maybe we're same first. Shirt, yeah, same same, same clothes. All of it's all the same stuff because it was literally <laughs> ten minutes ago. Uh, Ruben's <laughs> meeting a, a friend. Um, so he didn't have time for us today, but we can wing it because I'm here with Sam Sharp. Mm. And I can always talk nonsense for an hour very easily. Yeah. Or he could <laughs> mourn over, oh, no. over the loss. You of brought his, it up. Oh, yeah. No. Over the loss of his uh, precious England. I, I can celebrate because I won 22 euro because I bet on Italy to win at the start of the tournament. Just the game, did you? A lot no, I didn't. Had, I um... bet I, I did outright. I bet on Italy at the very what, start. What, right at the start? Oh, right nice. at the start. I threw and it got you what? 22 pounds? 22 quid. What? Yeah. That's a bit harsh. Yeah. That's not, that's not very good odds. Well, I, 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 I'm a I'm the, what they would call a kind of small time better. I put a 50p. Yeah. I mean, if it's two quid and I win 20, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Should have so, put twenty on two hundred. Well, obviously, but I mean, <laughs> what would I do? What so would I do with thing. that sort? I end up just keeping yeah. all my winnings in the account and then gambling it again. Going again, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, well away from that. Um, gonna be a bit of a chat today. Really spontaneous. Loads of stuff to talk about. I'm gonna fling some transfers on you. We'll talk about the preseason first team game that happened the other day. Training for the first team. What Castillo gonna do in preseason? And that should see us nicely for today. Massively. It is boiling. Yesterday it was um, awful. The weather was terrible. Sunday it was just, oh, it was horrendous. It flooded. It was obviously the final day well, we for the Euros. Well, actually. Yeah. God, just doesn't feel like summer. No, it's been the worst summer ever. Yeah, yesterday it was lovely weather, nice sunshine out. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, just 
came down like a water. It doesn't make any sense, no, global warming and all that, I assume, but it's been a terrible summer and now it's boiling and I hope it sticks for a month or so, but it won't. Um, so we'll just revel in the, the weather today. Um, I've got some lists of some transfers that have happened over the past month um, and I'm hoping you haven't seen it. I was hoping Ruben was going to be here as well because no, I want to shock you boys here. today. Um, a, a bit of money has been made for the first team. I know that they need all the cash they can get. Um, I'm also going to speak about the players in no man's land, that horrible position of coming back from loan. Um, and then also because you're assigned two players as well. Um, but first off, I think we all would have seen this one. Frank Garcia moved to Rio. That only got announced today, funny enough. No, um, but I think they bought him for almost 2 million euros. So that's not... Steel. It's not bad cash. It is a steal on their part, isn't it? I mean, they could have asked for double of that at least. Um, it could have actually been quite good revenue from him if they if they sold him properly. But he's going to play in La Liga. He had a great season last season after starting the season injured um, and becoming Rio's most important player. I think he got an award for that. Um, I like it. I like that move a lot, yeah. to be honest. Under I don't know what you think about it. Under 21 cap as well while mm. he was there. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. And I think always impressive. he was competing with kind of that side of the <clears throat> side of the field with Cucurella as well, which is, I mean, mm. I think injury probably stopped him from really pushing on. But yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I it just feel a bit deflated about it, to be honest. <laughs> Only thing on him is, do you think, I know Miguel Gutierrez will get all of the opportunities now. Do you think Fran actually had a shout at being more of a senior experienced player coming into a Real Madrid first team opportunity this season? Um, maybe if he was there last season, mm. maybe, maybe. But uh, what a waste that would have been is the only problem then. He yeah. definitely had to leave. I suppose, yeah. you know, I think we were, I mean, I was optimistic, but I think generally speaking, we were always quite clear. I think we were all on the same path in the sense that, you know, as much as you might be able to twist it in that, uh, Fran Garcia probably wasn't really on the, uh, on the books for a Real Madrid first team stint and again you make a good point there because i could say that about so many players what if they were there last season i mean (laughs) we've had some players that you would now consider world class marcus lorente coming through martin erdegaard coming through if those castilla players were part of a squad that had all the um situational stuff that happened last season and and made them get all the opportunities weekly opportunities yeah imagine oscar Oscar rodriguez Rodriguez, so many of them my goodness, Red Green One, they would just, they would have improved the Madrid squads. <clears throat> no bounds, no bounds. It would have been incredible. But, uh, yeah, of course. Um, so I do feel that sometimes I think, mm, I like this crop of Castilla players, but what if it was that crop or or these guys? Um, yeah, it's a good point. It's a great point to make. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, we were kind of, I think we were all on the same boat that he was going to move. Disappointing yeah. is that two million is just... <laughs> Not much, Opens. is it? It's nothing. And really, mm. really, you could be squeezing up to double digits. A lot more. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I'm, I like that he's a Liga player now. I would be. I think he's going to you know, shine. We're playing I assume, mm. Yeah, I was just going to say, if we're playing football manager, I'm putting, you know, 20% of sell-on fee. Yeah, that's all yeah, that crap. For sure. I assume that will be there. For two million, there must be some sort of benefit like that somewhere. Um Maybe yeah. a buy. Well, there wouldn't be a buyback clause with them. Maybe they, they they insert things like that all the time. They have a lot of the players' rights, half the players' rights. Yes, as yeah, well yeah, as yeah. Thing. But which yeah, also I'm, counts as a, a salon fee, doesn't it? Um, there has to nice. be something else because two million is just not really. Not I mean, for a club scrapping for or for struggling for money as well, with two million is cool. just not cool. enough. Not enough. Nice. Um, you would have heard of this one. I think everyone would have also heard this one. 
it affects the first team, but not really much. Diego Altube um, confirmed his move to Fuen Labrada the other day. He's been training with the first team for a preseason. Um, the best thing about this move is they're Madrid-based Fuen Labrada, so he didn't even move. I think he trained the previous day of Real Madrid, rocked up at Valdebebas to play for Fuen Labrada the next day. Um, so there's absolutely no relocation that has to happen. He can still train up until the minute that's announced. Um, their second division sides, if he plays great, he is in competition with Javier Balman, though. So if he doesn't play, <clears throat> I don't know what happens to him. Um, maybe he has to be patient and wait for his chance. I just hope it isn't too stagnant because, as we mentioned in the, the previous podcast, he's played 12 games in, in three years, which is horrid. Yeah, it's atrocious. Uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we. Uh, this is a definitely something we're probably we're digging up old ground, depending on if you heard the previous pod, if, uh, depending on where we are in the running order. But yeah, like I said, at, with Keon and that, it's kind of lambs lambs to the slaughter with that third goalkeeper spot. <laughs> Horrible. And Tony Fuedas looks like he's going to f- fall on said sword next mm. season, you know. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just, it is problematic because you can say all this, but then like what's... I'm a big man for, you know, if you're going to criticize, you need to offer some sort of solution, something proactive after that. So the question is, is like, all right, you say, I don't want to throw a young goalkeeper into that first team cesspool. <laughs> kind of, that, I don't want to put him on the bench for a year. I don't want to do it. I don't want, mm. to, I don't want mm. to do it to him. I don't want to do it to myself. We're all too emotional. Uh, you know, let's buy, let's Rob Green's working for the BBC. Let's get him in. Um, <laughs> um he topped the prediction league. He seems like a decent chap. Let's have him in. Um, so what do you do after that? I mean, you're still in a position where at least one goalkeeper is always going to be sitting on yeah. the bench. Mm. But I mean, even then, I, I do think when I see it like that, I mean, if you had Luis Lopez and Tony Fuedes, that sort of dynamic, I, I still think it's better. I still think it's better. I think it's more, I think there's... Yeah, even with the Ute League potentially, or maybe I don't know. Maybe there's an injury down the line, down the line in the Cantonera, and the the dominoes fall, and you know, yeah, he goes back, he goes back, he goes, you know. So, mm. I yeah, I just think it, it's better. I do think it's better. Um, Interesting. I I may, maybe that's just I like the I like the kind of linear, the linear of it. You kind of you have an old player in senior squad, young player in. Bob, yeah know, that sort of yeah linear I like too. that I like that a lot yeah I think I agree with you um I don't really see the point in wasting some of the most key developmental years of a player's career um just sitting they don't even get on the bench do they get in the stands a lot of the time and I mean the experience again is unbelievable I mean what would you give I mentioned that we were at the PSG game you went to the Sociedad game he was also there warming up the experience you would give to be on that pitch have a kick about with Thibaut Courtois and Ariola was there at the time and then sit pitch sides, best seats in the house, go in the dressing room, experience the team talk. People would pay, I don't know what, Akeem would give yeah. his house for that, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, so there is benefits to it, but at the same time, he is there to be a, a yeah, football player. This is his job. It's definitely a case of if me and you can do it, then there might, there's, there's something up. There's something going wrong, you know. Yeah, no, for if, sure. If you me, have any skills. If I, if I can look at it and say myself or you or anybody on the management mm. team could probably mm. play Real Madrid reserve goalkeeper role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's I mean, until you get called upon, until there's too many injuries, then we really would. Be until stuffed, you get found but... out, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but until then, nobody would know. And I think it is a problematic role. And and if they just filled it with someone who would help out in the dressing room, really, really experienced. We spoke about Jersey do that. You've mentioned Rob Green there. I could Scott Carson 
also came to mind. He's at Man City doing nothing at the moment. Given. Just people who are great in the dressing room, had a great career um, and can really be a benefit to yeah. everyone and every aspect. Everything and if they have can... to be called upon, they'll be fine. Everything you can say about Kiko Castilla seemed to have a good sense of humor. Absolutely, and that was what absolutely. Brought, what he brought to the team. I don't mm. think, and you you can't underestimate those sort of characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but For yeah, sure. I mean, this is like I said, it's kind of digging up old ground. But we definitely got into it a bit more than on the yeah, earlier no, podcast. Please give so, that one a listen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and with that comes the end of the moves. I hope you know. So we've got Altube to Fiu and Labrada, second division. Frank Garcia moved to Rio Vallecano, La Liga. I've got four moves down here that I'm hoping you haven't seen, but you might have. I probably have catch you out. I probably have. The first one is Sergio Lopez, um, who was sold to FC Basel the other week. FC, <laughs> um, FC Basel. Basel. I knew that would catch you out. So I saw it. And I just thought Basel. I saw his picture, and I thought that's mental. Like, how? Who's got the contacts there? But they paid money for him. I don't know how much. Just a couple hundred thousand, I think, which pushes it up even more. Um, he was on loan to Vida Lead. He played mostly for their B team. Made their first team debut as well. Um, I don't know how he fares in a team like Barza who are going to be in Europe a lot. Their league isn't exactly strong, but it's also not. They're weak. not winning it's it though. Exactly. Yeah, no, I've heard um, Young Boys FC. Young Boys winning. team. There's a there's another one in there that that seems to be doing strong. Um, but they're the biggest club in Switzerland by far. Um, yeah. And in a way, I like the move. It looks good on paper. Another Castilla graduate going to a club that make waves somewhere. But you are right. They're not winning. They're definitely not the team they were. Um, they still play in Europe, but he also surely won't start at least to begin with there. So it's an interesting one. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that one in particular. Um, well, I can't speak much for him because I haven't seen a huge amount. Of no, I didn't see much left. of him at Vidali. I know he made his first team debut and that he was in and around it. So for Basel to see that and think we'll yeah. pick him up, I think he's a good enough talent yeah. for it to be a part of our squad is, is something. I don't know. I mean, he's the sort of player that you could probably take a punt on and it could really pay off. But for Real Madrid, I think his his career just nosedived yeah. during mm. that kind of. He had a that, really strong start. I remember. I think it was seventeen eighteen, mm. where he was outperformed by what? Who was it? Yeah, Danny yeah. Fernandez then, or uh, Danny Fernandez, and then obviously Guillem came in, and, and you're right. He just kind of went from starting right back in the first game and looked unbelievable to eventually falling down the pecking order and going on alone in the end. So. It's an interesting one. I don't want to write off any player, but he could he could be a star at Basel. That could be a really good Definitely. jump for him. 100%. Um, but it also could be difficult. It's one of those clubs where they are now fighting for the title and losing it every single year. They need uh, performance-based players that are going to come in and, and make some changes for the good. So if he can do that, great. If he can't, I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, again, fun of Castilla. You get to talk about the Swiss Super League, which you wouldn't, <laughs> you just never would have gotten the opportunity. I like their kit. That's all I know. Yeah, I their yeah their kit is nice actually. Gorgeous, like. yeah. It is pretty mm. red and blue. You can't go wrong. Adidas got the gold and something. It's very nice. Yeah. Uh, move number four and a player that I know you like for a fact, uh, Franchi. Um, oh. Don't know if you've seen it. No, I haven't. Oh, I like this. Then um, I thought he moved to La Liga. I looked at it and I was like, brilliant. Looked at it and they actually got relegated. So um, <laughs> <laughs> not unbelievable, but he moved to Ibar um, just a couple of days ago. Oh, no wait, that's pretty. I know. I like it. They're now in La Liga too, um, but that's a league. He's got a little bit of experience in. Obviously, his injuries have been persistent wherever he's gone, um, but they're going to be buying to get back into La Liga. They're going to really want that. So I, I like this move a lot. And if they take a gamble on him, great. Yeah, um, it is like tr- it's three years overdue. 
Mm. Mm. Treat at least three years overdue. No, for sure, for sure. I like it, and I just wish it was a La Liga team. When I saw it, I just thought, oh, brilliant. Um, and I saw they got relegated, and it wasn't as good, but not a problem still. I like I like the move, and I think if he plays, superb. Um, I can't yeah. remember if he um, went for any money there. Um, let me see. I'm actually going to look this up right now in front of everyone because I just need to know. We're getting um, exposed here, man. Uh, no, I, can't. I looked at it just before the podcast and I just thought, that's not, it didn't strike me. Free transfer. <laughs> uh. Free transfer. I don't know if his contract expired. Um, it's a permanent move. Um, yeah, I don't know much about that. It'd probably I, be, a, I mean, expired. given the way his career has panned out, it'd probably be a bit of a squeeze asking for money for, for him. <sighs> yeah, you're probably right. He's not exactly a dependable player when it comes to injuries, although at times he was unplayable and he's going to be unplayable. He's a really, really good player. Um, I think he, times... could suit, he could definitely suit um, Abar's playing style. Well, I mean, although Men- I think Mendelibar has left Abar now. Uh, but I mean, that old system where they were such a kind of wide orientated team, I think Franchi would have loved that sort of game. Would have loved that sort of team. Would have loved that yeah, sort of game. Yeah, for sure. Um, maybe he wouldn't have been given as much license to cut in, but the likes of um, Inui. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I could see him. I could definitely see him getting. Especially in the second Filling division, that sort yeah. Of role. yeah, in the second mm. division for sure. It's just whether the fitness will allow yeah, him to do that for sure, for sure. And if he started, they got promoted. He could be a huge Premier League. That could be his break. So I like that move. It's actually maybe my favourite one so far, other than Frank Garcia, which I think works. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Move four out of four um, is Jordi Martin, the the winger. Um, no one really knew what to think about him. I think he was consistent when he played because he played a lot of games due to injuries elsewhere. Um, eventually went quite unnoticed. I think Ruben didn't realise he played 20 games. I think he, he thought, oh, he only played two. But then he got I said sent, he played off, 20. Yeah, sent off yes. in the Ute League and his career died. Amazing. And it's interesting you say this because this move didn't strike me as something great. So obviously last season he was on loan to Getafe. He played in their B team and he, he played a little bit here and there and he scored a couple of goals. Um, but this move uh, is to another Segunda B team and it's called Talavera. I don't know if you remember them. Really staple Segunda B side. We played, um, we, I think we played them in the second phase last season yeah, it we, wouldn't yeah. yes I think we definitely did so a reasonably strong side but also one that I thought mm, I don't know uh, you think about that red card in the UEFA Youth League would he have thought I'm going to play at Talavera in two years after having played 20 <laughs> games for Castilla yeah. that season and he had played know. such a role he played a role in the group stages as well exactly in point. the UEFA Youth League as well I think and, what and, his oh. What really killed him is that Mar his that red card kind of coincided with and Marvin. Just, like, yeah. yeah, and just and the careers have gone in literal opposite. Hundred percent. One's playing for you're completely right. One's playing loads and loads of games for Real Madrid, and now is linked to top teams wherever. And the other is on loan at Talavera, who are not a yeah. bad team by any means. But I was disappointed when I saw it. I thought, oh wow, it's um, it's just one of those butterfly moments in football. Where you know, yeah. You know, oh well, mm. if this hadn't Ruthless. happened, maybe, maybe it'd been all different. Mental, isn't it? Absolutely mental. Um, the fifth move I do want to talk about is not a transfer of any sort, but it is the fact that Hugo Juro won't be playing for Castilla next season or Real Madrid, as they decided not to buy him. Um, the buy clause was only a couple million. He scored goals as we knew he would for Castilla. Um, his first team appearances were horrid. I thought he was really poor. Yeah. In, he only played two or three times, but I think that probably as harsh as it sounds, had the deciding factor for, for many delegates at the club, for the manager thinking, oh, there's no point. There's no point buying him if yeah. you don't think you can produce for the first team. 
Yeah, because there's no, I don't think there's, it's not easy to justify kind of doshing out a couple of million for mm-hmm. a Castilla player at the end of the day. And and, and the, the thing is as well, he surely shouldn't have played for Castilla after this. He's played in La Liga a lot of times for Getafe. He had a great season for Castilla. What would he have done? We would have spent two million on a player that would have had to go on loan somewhere and then maybe never make a first-team appearance. It's yeah, it would have been a risk. For mm. if you're um if you're a Duro stan, and I know they're out there, you know. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's just a it's a waste. But I mean mm. his profile obviously now is taking a massive boost from that Castilla. Exactly. Stint. And this is I, mean, what I, like I think the worst the worst element of it was that he did appear for the first team and just wasn't able to mm. impress. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but he's he's a Spanish under twenty one international. He scored the winner in one of the games last season. He's played thirty odd games. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, good memory. Um, he's played thirty odd games for Getafe in La Liga. He goes back to a La Liga club now that are high flying. They're always top half of the table, if not more. Um, could really push on for him. I think they're going to tr- probably trust him. They look at his CV now, and he had what he had when he was playing regularly for them but and now more. with Real Madrid yeah exactly with Real Madrid added to it so hopefully he actually flies I'm expecting huge things from him uh, this season um, yeah I suspect that we're, I, he's the sort of player that you kind of look at and think well now it makes sense for him to go <clears throat> to take a miss out on him but in two years time I can mm. see people tweeting oh why do yeah, you thinking, oh, why God. Hugo Duro he's 23 like or 4 like then and he's flying Similar to what we're doing with Pedri now. Not to say Pedri was in them. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. But it is a, it's almost a similar story that I you know we completely lose the context of mm. of everything and then just look at it and say this player is good now, so we should have bought him two years ago. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He'll only be about twenty three in in three years yeah. time. So yeah, hundred percent, not yeah. bad. Um, that's all the outgoings. I think it's true. I mean, Latassa is probably the obvious successor. It does yeah. throw up an interesting little kind of. It's interesting that Pedro Ruiz is still yeah, somewhere. He's yeah, he's back. on the website. Yeah, he's done it. Um, he's doing it again. This is what happened. I mean, when he made that initial breakout, he was kind of a player that was on the books and then just suddenly popped up and started scoring. Yeah, I mean that injury was so bad that he wasn't even registered last season because they didn't think yeah. he would be fit for it, and the last season just kept going and he still wasn't fit. So, yeah. God, I wonder what he's going to be like. It does, when he returns. But it does. It takes a it takes a big chunk out of your attack losing a player like Duro. Yeah, exactly. It'd be, exactly. It'd be interesting to see how we recover from that. If um, if there's ever going to be a proper signing, perhaps it has to be a striker. Perhaps. Um, yeah. Hundred percent. But we'll see. It's going to be stingy what Mark because. Wall is doing. Oh my goodness! I'll have to look that up after this. <laughs> Must be about twenty-six now. Yeah, um, still twenty-six. In terms of incomings, there are two already. Um, we'll talk a little about this. We'll take a couple of minutes because I don't know anything about this player. Rafa Lorente signed about a month ago now from Las Rojas. We played them twice. I don't remember him playing. He is okay. young. He's an attacking midfielder, um, but it looks like he won't be a part of the Castilla squad for this season. At least he's going to go back out on loan to them for some senior experience. Um, I don't have much to say about it unless you've ever seen him play. I haven't. It sounds like a lot of wheeling and dealing sort of. Yeah, one for the future. I mean, <laughs> we'll he might be great. We'll he buy him and then send him back to you. and then you 100%. Have him I don't know what the club expects to uh, gain from him. Maybe he will turn out to be unbelievable, but we have played them twice and I don't remember thinking any of their players were fantastic. Um, no, I neither did I. The opening game was... was a win and then I think we drew against them at home. I can't quite remember. Um Second signing has caused a lot of noise everywhere I see, actually, at the moment. We've got fans trying to take the mick out of Barcelona fans for this. Um, he's called uh, Jaume Jardi, and I know I'm pronouncing my J's too much for a Spaniard there. 
Um, it's probably Yardy or something like that. But the under-19s captain for Barcelona, Winger, um, he has signed for Real Madrid Steer, which I think is a really exciting move. A um, couple of things you do have to take into account. His Barcelona B career, as you said in the last podcast, is not unbelievable. In fact, it's not. He's got one appearance. He played for the under-19s. He was called up once and didn't manage to gain a full-time position in that squad. Um, he's an ex-Spanish youth international. He was obviously very promising at one point. Um, scored quite a few goals and, and got to that captain stance at the under-19s level. But I don't think he's going to be an unbelievable signing for, for Castilla. I don't think he'll come in and, and change everything like a, a Hugo Juro type figure would. But yeah, he should be strong. It's an exciting signing, to say the least. Yeah, um, we've had a mixed record, as I said in the last pod. <laughs> We're going to get used to that sentence. Um, yeah, he's a mixed. He, we've got a mixed record with transfers recently. Um, mm. Yeah, one. I mean, one appearance for an under-19s player, even the captain. I mean, that's it is the nature of the game to an extent. I mean, the, there's a context to what age he is. I mean, if he's kind of 19 going on 20, that's, I, I can't really speak to him. I can't really speak too much about it because I'm not too familiar with him as a player. But mm. if if um, he's 19 going on 20, that sort of profile, um, you know, one appearance in the B team isn't too much to judge him on. But if he's on no. the older side, <clears throat> uh, maybe you're a little bit more worried one way or another. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we I think everyone, even Barcelona fans up and to a certain point are probably coming into his move as a kind of fresh as what they're missing out on, so to speak, or if they're mm. missing out on anything mm. at all. Mm. Uh, yeah, we'll have to see. It's interesting. Very interesting. And uh, He's going to come up against Barcelona B, something I've just thought about. That's, yeah. uh, wow. Because there's a mini El Clasco in That's the gonna be Segunda B group stages. Yeah, We're going to have great. to really build up to that. We'll get Nav on. I want to do a daily, some sort of content run before that. That'd be incredible. I've not seen one of them for, I can't remember how long. Seven years. Seven oh, years was the last God. time. I was, wow. I was below Castillo age at that point. That's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. Um, I've got a list here of players that are, or have been out on loan last year. All names we know and, and should be familiar with. And I want to pick your brain, see if you think about anything about any of these players. Do, do we bring them back? Do we try and sell them for a decent amount of profit? Or I don't know. It's a weird one. Um, on my list at the moment, players who have returned to Madrid this summer, Martin Calderon, don't know if you remember him, Ayuba Boo, uh, Manu Hernando, Moja Ramos, Sergio Diaz, and Augusto Galvan uh, have all returned from loan moves abroad. Now, there are some interesting names there. Sergio Diaz hasn't been in Madrid for years now. Um, he's been out and about all over the world, mostly South America. Um, I don't know what he's been doing out there. I say playing, I, but trying to recuperate. Yeah, Solari's been stalking him, hasn't he? <laughs> oh, God, yeah, he ended up and now he's gone. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that one. Um, there's some interesting talents there. I think there's some revenue for the club. Manu Hernando was a Spanish under-21 international playing in the second division this season. If they want to make a mill, a quick mill, perhaps they look at some of these names. I don't think any of them return to Castilla maybe Moharamas could be looked at maybe if the keeper situation gets a bit weird um, so yeah either another loan move or a quick sale for me would be ideal for some of these players I think most of me really I don't mm. none of those names are really standing out as players that could have an impact I think they're all no um, no <clears throat> especially in this squad I think they're all kind of past or sell by yeah, date sort of yeah they've had a couple point. seasons a lot of them as well yeah Martin Calderon's been around Youngs. Yeah, and he played in the Portuguese first division last season. So I don't know how he did exactly. It wasn't a big club. Um, but if he did anything near well, 
then he could actually be looking for a decent move for a bit of money. So there could be something to yeah. look into there. Manu Hernandez, I said, is that the same thing? Sergio Diaz, I really don't know. I don't know what his brand is. I don't know how much he'd be worth now. I don't know if he's improved at all. Um, but Galvan, Moharamos. Augusto Galvan is a fun follow. Yeah, Augusto Galvan is a fun follow on Twitter. He's just he is. So, he's so weird. He loves Twitch and he hangs out with Casemiro online a lot as well. I don't really understand it. Um, he's a fun guy though. He is a fun guy. Um, I do wonder what will happen to them. And I'm interested to see because it's it's not a small list of names. All of these players have got a bit of noise behind them, a bit of hype. Um, obviously, a couple of them were brought in for millions of pounds from from abroad, from exotic yeah, countries. Her, um, Hernando was a kind of big name mm. in his mm. day. God, yeah, he's, so, he's not even that old. He's probably the same. No, age not as at all. This is the thing. I think 23 is the oldest age. Is <laughs> yeah, interesting. Um, we'll keep an eye on them, and obviously, a lot more people are going to leave Castilla. And interestingly, a lot of them are contracted, so I don't know how many they will look to bring in. Um, but a couple will be coming in, I'm sure, in the future, at least a couple. Um, yeah, cool. So that is the biggest segment of this podcast done. We just have preseason to uh, talk about now for both the first team and Castilla because there's been a lot of um, Castilla involvement in the first team so far and Castilla start their preseason in the next couple of weeks or so. I think that, as Kian said, their, their first friendly is in a month or so, so they'll be back in a couple of weeks. Um, the players are already back. I think there was about six or seven listed, including David Gonzalez for the academy. Um, we'll talk about the Fiorentina Labrada game because... They came to play friendly at Vado Bebas the other day. Diego Chube started against Real Madrid um, and a lot of Castilla players were involved, like an awful lot. Even Morante played. Um, Mario Aguila scored. A couple of them got assists um, and it looked like a lot of them impressed a lot. So what are your thoughts on that? Does it look like Carlo Ancelotti might play some trust in the season based on the initial involvement in the first couple of weeks or do you think it's just because the pros have been at Euro 2020 and and are having a well-deserved rest and someone needs to step in yeah I probably think it, it's probably more kind of the pros at Euro 2020 and the Copa America mm. than anything mm. else uh, I think pre-season as well you're taking in your options especially as a new coach you're considering what you have at your disposal and seeing mm. where you go from there um and it's Fuenil Brad as well. I mean, for me, Fuenil Brad are a good side because I saw them mostly in Segunda B. So yeah, I mean, yeah. for I think for the senior team, that's that's just they're, they're the sort of team you kind of expect even in training to be. Yeah, yeah, to be. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I'd never put. I I know it's. I know a lot of people think you know when we lose the international champions cup or whatever it's called, we're we're <laughs> doomed. We're going to go trophyless. We should have bought this guy and this guy but for me I've always kind of kept a level head unless we win it in which case I go crazy <laughs> um, <laughs> like the big I mean I just on a completely off tangent here but the biggest thing about uh, and it's only because of the Euros I think it is the biggest thing that I can think of about the International Champions Cup is the fact that I saw Donnarumma play I think he's, he's he played with he played in 15-16 with AC Milan and he was like four years old or something yeah like yeah joke yeah and yeah he saved penalties against us mm. and rafa benitez was kind of on the sidelines just scratching his head a bit but i mean it's kind of crazy yeah. that, that i saw him then and now i'm watching him do the same thing only it's yeah and he will be doing it for a long time that's a that's long time. that's insane so i suppose mm. in that sense 
you have to put a little bit, little bit of weight sure. behind it. And but. I think you'll remember this as well as I do. Sergio Reguilon played his way into a first-team position based um, on pre-season. Yeah. Um, this is a player that was lucky enough to get called up, might have impressed in training, got the call-up against Juventus and looked just incredible. Um, a player that was not a sure start for Castilla ever. Um, so it can have a really big impact and it is typical for six to seven Castilla players to get called up every single season because it's a big squad they take halfway across the world um, and a yeah. lot can happen but at the end um, of the day you're looking for options and I think that's exactly, what Ancelotti is exactly. doing but again, which is good though I, I like that he's prepared to look within um, rather than out straight away yeah 100% and mm-hmm. you, but again you do have to take that into account and even with, and with the results as well obviously you have to take that into yeah. account like the yeah, Rangers sure. game Rangers game they're at their end of the preseason we're at our start yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Gonna, that's going to be interesting. Mm, um, and results are not everything, but performances, as I say, can be. Um, I don't even remember if Real Madrid won that Juve game. I, I have a feeling they lost maybe even 3-1. Um, but Sergio Regalon was so strong that he never looked back. He was just part of that first team squad full-time from then on. Um, one thing I do want to talk about is ex-Castier player Martin Erdegaard, who I haven't seen any of the goals. He was on the score sheet, Martin. Um, and from good. a couple of the clips I have seen, um, he had the captain's armband on at one point. Um, captain in the squad. Now, one thing I will say is don't get too excited because it's tradition for the longest serving player just to wear the armband, whether they're a good captain or not. Um, and it looked like it was just Martin Erdegaard and a bunch of Castilla players at this point, meaning that <laughs> <laughs> there was no other option left, which is great. I mean, it must have been a great feeling, but also it is interesting to see who Ancelotti might be willing to trust. If you have the captain's armband at any point for a Real Madrid first team representative side in your life, something has gone right. You know what I mean? And, and I think so, in Martin's yeah. head, that is a signal of trust at least. And to then go on the score sheet, I don't know if he played well, I haven't seen the game, then released it, but to then be on the score sheet and, and seem to get a positive looking win, even against the second division outfit, um, is a good start. And I think it, it builds a good platform for him under Ancelotti, as well as the other young players that played to try and build on um, for at least the rest of the summer, if not the season. Yeah. Um, and even, I mean, with Odegaard, we are talking about, he's he's had his injury struggles as mm. well. Over the last Mixed form months, injuries. So. Yeah. So mm. any, any news is good news with Martin. It's the same with Hazard. I imagine when he comes back, any yes. news is good yeah. news. Yeah, uh, for sure. But yeah, I mean, again, I mean, you. It'd have been great to have Ruben on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is, I really want to admit for this bit. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I. It's dreadful, but I do. I plead ignorance with Martin Odegaard. I think the the first game I saw of Odegaard, and I, I mean, it's great, <laughs> great memory. But the first game I saw of him was that Sociedad game we went to see in 2019. Oh yeah, very good. Yeah, because I, I just, I, I just don't. I haven't fit, seen him. Yeah. I don't really fit those teams into my schedule, unfortunately. Mm. No, exactly, and I don't think I would either if he didn't have such a a good steer career, which people still don't recognise. Um, so he was so exciting that I just had to go and watch Fites or whoever he was at every yeah. single week. I think yeah. I, I, out of professional curiosity, I'd love to see what Zidane does at another team. So mm. if he mm. if he signs up to someone, I would I'm down watching that. For yeah, exactly. <laughs> however exactly. long it goes on for, just to see what happens. Yeah. Um, Castilla do obviously start their own preseason in two weeks, as I said. I wonder if any of those players in no man's land will be there um, because their preseason friendly starting about a month's time. I've seen that they've got Leganes, they've got Bill Bowles, B team. I think that they had um, 
Ryan Majada Honda or someone like that as well. They got a few teams that are in around their league, a couple of Liga teams as always. Um, it'll be good to see, and I think that yeah, about fifty players will be called up. <laughs> Martin Calderon will get on the pitch somehow. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, all the yeah. young players coming up will play. All the current Castilla crop. Um, it'll be a mess, especially the first couple of games. But I'm still intrigued to see who rocks up because there are some funny players still contracted. Sergio Diaz, if he rocks up in Madrid, what's he thinking exactly? I'm <laughs> at 23. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll bring you all the updates on those games as they come, um, especially training. We're going to keep it an eye out for be, the next two weeks. It might be in like two months' time or three months' time. Oh, we'll I really to. hope not. I really hope not. But apart from that, I think every topic that I meant to bring up has been... Um, has been put through the paces. I don't know if you had anything else in mind. Anything else? Um, nothing. Nothing out. No, nothing outstanding. Uh, Interesting. Um, of course, we are speaking in English right now. I know it's a Spanish-based club that we all follow, um, but there are, have been some dates announced. I know a lot of you are Americans, so have a look at the tour dates for the the live podcasts, the live shows. There is one in London in February. And both myself and Chris have absolutely committed to this straight away as soon as I saw how close it was. Kian's coming down. I don't know about anyone else, but um, it promises to be a, a really, really fun kind of setup. Um, so have a look at the dates. See if you can make it down there. We'd love to see you. I don't know how many English followers Manager Madrid actually has. I'd love to know. I, I met a couple of men in Madrid that October. Um but there was a lot more Norwegians, let me tell you that. We got around now by a lot of other nations. Um, yeah. So, oh, yeah. When, they, when, uh, when Norway shows up, it shows up, you know? <laughs> They've only got about a population of six and five of them are in that room. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, if, if you are English and listen to this, British, then yeah, please do um, come down to that. It would be great to see you. 100%, um, yeah. Me and Chris will be keeping you up to date, hopefully with Ruben for the, the next couple of podcasts on uh, pre-season goings, training, signings will be really good. I'm sure there'll be loads of outgoings. Um, but apart from that, I think we have covered it all today. We've done it. Superbs. We finally did it at long Yeah, last. really important, yeah. really important. So, we left it to uh, the last minute, but we got there. Absolutely. I'm going to go and enjoy the four minutes of sun I have left. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Until next time then, everyone, thank you very much for listening and Hala Madrid. Hala Madrid. All right, before we wrap it up here, we want to give a quick shout out to our patrons over on patreon.com slash managingmadrid, which is where the next podcast will come out. So we do Tuesday, Thursday over on patreon.com slash managingmadrid if you want access to that bonus content. So shout out to these patrons in particular who get a specific shout out because they pledge $10 or more. Willie Reed, Brandon Alvarez, Bella Chow, Wei Pering, Wamik Jamal, Umar Mahadi, Tyler Simon, Tyler Dixon, Tobias Arroyo Bacher, Tahmid Kalam, Sujai Wani, uh, Sumanchu Singh, <coughs> Rovi Tahiev, Shabazz Sharapov, Sergio Arispe, Santos Rosano, Said Mahad, Sad Omar, Raul Gutierrez, Rahab Potluri, Phoenix, Oscar Barrera, Nico Laxo, Nick Ribeiro, Nick Lauer, Muxi Thangal, Mowgli, MJ Diego, Michael Zinberg, Marin Myrtle, Leon Stavronakis, Kunal Tilakar, Kevin Rivera, Karen Scherer, John Fernandez, Jeff Thurston, Jason Fitz, Graham Gerard, George Tarazi, Frederick Pantakiro, Frederick Sundros, Faisal Hamdan, S.A., Davisito, Eric Rogers, Eloy Enriquez, Edward Sossman, Daniel Williams, Christian Toft, Christian Acosta, Charles Williams, Brendan Powers, Brandon Stevens, Austin Fury-Erdman, 
Arnab Mukherjee, Anthony Lombardi, Anirud Singh, Alexi Saniceros, Al, Adam Dorsey, Varun, Nick Stefani, Fabian Moreno. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you all. See you over on patreon.com slash managing on Tuesday and Hala Marie.